Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. Day 10 already. That means we're one third of the way through Proverbs when we finish today. So hopefully you're at least a little bit wiser from the study. But if not, stick with it because we're only one third of the way through. So let's jump into our text today, Proverbs chapter 10, and it says this, A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is the grief of his mother. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord will not allow the righteous soul to famish, but he casts away the desire of the wicked. He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in the summer is a wise son. He who sleeps in the harvest is a son who causes shame. Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but the viol- but, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. The memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. The wise in heart will receive commands, but a prattling fool will fa- fall. He who walks with integrity walks securely. But he who perverts his way will become known. He who winks with his eye causes trouble, but a pratting fool will fall. The mouth of the righteous is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers sins. Wisdom is found on the lips of him who has understanding, but a rod is for the back of him who is devoid of understanding. Wise people store up knowledge, But the mouth of of the foolish is near destruction. The rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. Excuse me, poverty. The labor of the righteous leads to life. The wages of the wicked to sin. He who keeps instruction is in the way of life. But he who refuses correction goes astray. Whoever hides hatred has lying lips. And whoever spreads slander is a fool. In the multitude of words is sin. Excuse me, in the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. But he who restrains his lips is wise. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. The heart of the wicked is worth little. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of wisdom. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. To do evil is like a sport to a fool, but a man of understanding has wisdom. The fear of the wicked will come upon him, and the desire of the righteous will be granted. When the whirlwind passes by, the wicked is no more, but the righteous has everlasting has an everlasting foundation. As vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the lazy man to those who send him. The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. The hope of the righteous will be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. The way of the Lord is strength for the upright, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not inhabit the earth. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut out. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked what is perverse. Now, when I read this here, there is one word that jumps out to me. In fact, it's repeated several times. Um, I I believe it's at least 14 times in this passage. It comes up, and that is the word righteous. 
the word righteous. In fact, you should go and afterwards, if you get some time today, read through Proverbs chapter 10 and just underline every time it says righteous here, because this will really help you identify why it is so important that we live a righteous life, why it is so important that we have right living, or maybe put another way, why it is so important that our life has the morality that God has, why we obey what he says to do, why we obey his commands. Because we're going to go through this, and it is just incredible to just see this contrast mostly here between the righteous and the wicked. There's a couple times where, where it says other things uh, other than wicked, but we're going to go through these verses, and I just want to point out a couple truths of each one. I'm going to try to be brief because, like I said here, there's, there's 14 of them. And so I'm going to try to be brief. I'm not the best at being brief, but we're, we're going to try it here. The first time it says the word righteous is in verse two, and it says this, the treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivers from death. You know, in this life, it is true that the wicked may have physical wealth, but ultimately that physical wealth that the wicked lay up it profits nothing, and there's a few reasons for that. There's a few that we'll, we'll display here in just a moment. We'll see this as we're going through, that their name doesn't last and stuff like that. But the big reason is, of course, is because their treasures are merely just earthly treasures. They're not heavenly treasures. They're not everlasting treasures. They haven't bought gold from Jesus Christ that is refined by the fire that will last through eternity. Instead, they've just received the wages of Satan, and they're just living for the moment. Now, the righteous, in contrast, it says this, but righteousness delivers from death. See, righteousness, it delivers from death. To truly be righteous, you will know Jesus and you will have eternal riches. If you're truly righteous, you will know Jesus Christ is your Savior, and you will have eternal riches in your life. You're going to be living with eternity's values in view. That's what you're going to be living your life for. You're going to be living your life to please Jesus with every single moment that you have. The second time that the word righteous here, righteousness, is mentioned is in verse 3. It says this, The Lord will not allow the righteous soul to famish, but he casts away the desire of the wicked. Now, I want you to understand something here. Though the wicked might have riches in this world, you need to understand something. The righteous are taken care of by God. The Lord will not allow the righteous soul to famish. God takes care of the righteous. He goes and he will take care of you if you are righteous. He will give you the grace that you need to get through every single situation that you're in if you are a truly righteous person living your life for Jesus Christ. God will come through at the right time. But he casts away the desire of the wicked. In the same way that God goes out of his way to take care of the righteous, he goes out of his way to mess up the wicked's desires. He goes out of his way. He likes to mess up their desires because they are wicked. But on the other side, he goes out of his way to take care of the righteous. In verse 6, it says this about the righteous. Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. There are blessings that come to the righteous. 
Now, this is important to understand because a lot of times we get this whole idea that that the righteous, they only have eternal blessings and that the wicked, they have all of the earthly blessings uh, that we might say here. And though it's not going to last them in eternity, they get to live life the best here and it's better to, and it would seem to be better to live a wicked life than it would be to live a righteous life, at least in terms of on this earth. But that's not true. And this verse says it here. Blessings are on the head of the righteous. Blessings are there. They're not on the head of the wicked. They're solely on the head of the righteous. God doesn't go out and bless the wicked. He doesn't do that. Everything that they have on this earth that seems great to you, you need to understand something. It is actually difficult. It's not coming with true blessings. It's the wages of Satan. It's empty wages. But it says something interesting here. Because it says that it's it's on the head. These blessings are on the head of the righteous. Think of Psalm 23. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. But what, what was just before that? It was, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. We, we see this idea that God pours oil. Uh, an anointing on David is what he's saying. Now, anointest my head with oil. Here we see there's blessings on the head of the righteous. It's an anointing of blessing if you live a righteous life. But understand something here. It, it also said this in Psalm 23, thou preparest a table before me in what? In the presence of mine enemies. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be trials. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be people who oppose you. There are going to be plenty of those who oppose you if you're righteous. But it's that God prepared a table for you. So when your difficulties come, if you're living a righteous life, I want to encourage you to do something. Look for those blessings that God is anointing you with and start looking for the table that he has promised to give you. Verse 7 says this, The memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. See, the righteous leaves a good legacy. How do you want to be remembered? That's the question. Do you want to be remembered well, or do you want to be remembered not so well? Like the wicked. The wicked, in contrast, they have their name decay, and their memory is repugnant to those who look back and remember them. How do you want to be remembered? What do you want your legacy to be? If you want to have a good legacy, you need to have right morality. You need to be rightly living before God. You need to be living with God's morality and living inside of his commands. In verse 11, it says this, the mouth of the righteous is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. See, righteous, the righteous, they don't only get life, but they give the message of life. Their mouth is a well that others can draw from, and they can draw eternal life because they're in the righteous's mouth is a message of life that is pointing others to Jesus Christ. That is so important to understand. If you really want to know, are you living a righteous life? Just ask yourself the question, who was the last person you shared the gospel with? If you can't remember who it was, I can tell you one thing for certain, you're not living a righteous life. You're not living a righteous life if you're not sharing the gospel with others. You need to be doing that. It's what? Why is that? It's because the righteous, they can't help it. Their mouth is this. It's a well of life. It's something that others can draw from. It goes and it, and it satisfies others. 
But the violence, or excuse me, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. That's the second time this phrase has been used. You see, the wicked, on the other hand, they only tear down and they hurt others with their mouth. They're not trying to push others to heaven. They're not trying to push others to Jesus Christ. Instead, they're trying to tear down others. That's their goal. In verse 16, it says this, The labor of the righteous leads to life, the wages of the wicked to sin. See, the labor of or what the righteous work for leads them to life, or it leads to life, excuse me, it leads to life. See, it doesn't matter what vocation uh, that the righteous might have. It, It doesn't matter what they're doing with their life. They are intent on building the kingdom of God. They look for opportunities to share the gospel. They invest in the kingdom of God. They give to the kingdom of God. They don't go anywhere to be on a mission trip, or they don't have to go anywhere to be on a mission trip. They may go on mission trips, but they don't have to go anywhere to go on a mission trip because their life is a mission trip. And it doesn't matter what you know what their vocation is. Doesn't matter what they're doing. They're going out and seeking where can I build the kingdom of God in my life. That's their goal. They're truly ambassadors for Jesus Christ. That's the wicked, the labor, or excuse me, not the wicked, that's the righteous. The labor of the righteous leads to life. The wages of the wicked, in contrast, on the other side of this, well, they can't help but build Satan's phony kingdom because their labors lead to sin. That's where their labors lead to. Ultimately, they're just building selfishness. Ultimately, they're just building their own lusts. Ultimately, they're just building their own arrogance. They're ultimately just building their own pride. They're ultimately just building lies. That's the wicked. Everything they build just leads to sin and ruin. In verse 20, it says this, The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. The heart of the wicked is worth little. See, others will value the words of the righteous. If you're righteous, others will value your words. They will look out and they will want to know what you have to say. They will value what you say. Why? Because you're righteous. Now, the wicked, even their most prized possession, their heart, even what they put their heart and soul into, it's worth very little to others. Their advice, their inner thoughts, at the center of who they are, it's worth very little to others. Verse 21, it says this, The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of wisdom. The righteous will bring others up with them. And this is a good test uh, of the righteous. If you want to know if you're righteous or not, if, if you want to go and, and to really test yourself in this, you know, one thing that the righteous do, this is a trait that the righteous have, and you can often tell if somebody's righteous by this, and that's their desire to provide for others and to raise others up and to promote them in life. They're, they're others-focused. They're focused in on Jesus and others. They're thinking of themselves last. They're not going and in, in, in sitting here and just saying, what, what can I get for me, and how can I go and promote me? How can I go and be all about me, 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 me? No, the righteous— What are they out? They're going and looking and they're saying, I want to live my life for Jesus. I want to go and help others. That is the heartbeat and the action of the righteous. Verse 24 says this, The fear of the wicked will come upon him and the desire of the righteous will be granted. 
There's an interesting contrast here. See, the wicked, they get their worst fears. They get their worst fears. Their worst fears come true. But the righteous, they get their desires granted. See, God wants to give us the desires of our heart. We know that, right? He, he, he says that he wants to give us the desires of our heart, but he only wants to give us the desires of our heart if we have a righteous heart. So get a righteous heart and ask God because he wants to give. God is a good giver. He just like a father. I you know, I love giving gifts to my children. I love giving gifts to Thomas and Henry. It, it is a fun thing to go and to do to see their eyes light up when you give them a gift and it's something that they really wanted and oh man, they think it's the coolest thing ever. That's awesome. Right? That is fun to do. As a husband, I love to give gifts to my wife. You know, it's awesome to see that smile on her face when she goes and she receives a a, a, a gift that that she wasn't expecting or, or or something more than what she thought she was going to get or something like that. And it's a surprise. Like that that is fun to do as a giver. And God is a much greater giver than, than any of us ever could be. He wants to give you good things. But you need to have a righteous heart. Verse 25 says this, when the whirlwind passes by, the wicked is no more, but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. You see, there is stability in the righteous life. There is stability in the righteous life. We live in an incredibly turbulent world. It's a it's a news cycle that's constantly spinning. It's all kinds of things that are coming at you left and right, and it's turbulent in this world right now. If you want stability in this life, pursue right living, pursue righteousness, put your time, energy, and effort into that, and you will be stable in this life. But the wicked on the other side, they are devoured when the whirlwind comes. When things get crazy, they fold like a cheap suit, but not the righteous because they have an everlasting foundation. Hang with me here. We're, we're almost through. It says this in verse 18, the hope of the righteous will be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. Once again, here we see that God delivers for the righteous. The hope of the righteous will be gladness. They're going to be happy. They, they have a true, solid, sure hope, but the wicked, even their hope dies in them. When you live a wicked life, even what you're hoping for dies in you. So don't live a wicked life. Live a righteous life. Just a few more now. Verse 30, it says this, The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not inhabit the earth. Once again here, we see the stability of the righteous, but also a promise here. There will be a remnant of righteousness no matter where we are on this earth, there will be some righteous that God has on the earth. Isn't that great to think about? You, you don't have to get Elijah's syndrome and think that you're the only one. There are others who are righteous. Praise the Lord for that. In verse 31, it says this, The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut out. Now, this is, this is interesting because I think that this brings an interesting contrast here. There's a contrast between wisdom and a perverse tongue. We live in an incredibly perverse, perverse life and world. All around us, perversity, left and right, left and right, left and right. Guard against perversity. Guard against perversity. 
Seek to live a righteous life and seek to speak righteously because that's where wisdom is going to be found. The last time righteous is mentioned or righteousness is mentioned is in verse 32, and it says this, the lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked what is perverse. It continues on with the same idea. When you are righteous, you know what is acceptable. You're going to say the right things at the right time in the right way. And these are important. These are, are completely connected. If you want to be able to say the right things at the right time in the right way, you need to have your life connected with God, which means you need to be living righteously. You need to be doing what Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse 15, where he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. That, that's the, the heartbeat of the righteous, that I love Jesus Christ, so I'm going to keep his commandments. And if you're doing that, you're going to say the right things in the right time in the right way. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, and 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We hold to the promise There's nothing we can't overcome So that war you've been fighting Will end